I try to lose my thoughts by concentrating on the dress in the display window of Mrs. M's dress shop. But instead, my eyes are drawn to the figure across the train tracks in the middle of Main Street. I don't want to see what my eyes are seeing, as if I have a choice. Still, I pretend not to notice the Schiller coming towards us out of the wavering fog, a ghost lost in Manorville, wandering aimlessly in search for something lost long ago. My heart feels like it has stopped for a moment, just a brief moment, a blip that has just reset my familiar reality. It hits me hard and fast, unexpectedly, knocking all the air out of me. And then my heart starts again, this time pulsating to an unfamiliar rhythm, a new reality and a new truth, which has just emerged before my eyes like it has not always been there. Now I see her as if for the first time, strange because she, a Schiller, and the rest of the underkind are otherwise invisible to us. Not because we, the purest and purest kind, can't see them, but because we choose not to recognize their humanity, which is unequal to any purest or purest kind on any level. They are forbidden to make solid eye contact with any of us, taught only to obey our voices. But something, something undeniably strong, something intangible is drawing me to her. I see her. And it's not because I have chosen to, or even want to. It's because I have to. I have to see her. You know what it's like when you feel you shouldn't look at something or someone for whatever reason, but yet you just can't seem to control what your eyes decide to do. In the end, curiosity always wins, doesn't it? My hands are balled inside my coat pockets, fingernails pressing into palms, indignant resistance on my part. The hammering in my head intensifies. The maggot had better not come near me. Damn it! Damn it! but of course she is coming, straight towards us. I did it to myself, I know, trying so hard to avoid her noticing me, but all I have done is managed to draw more attention to myself. Fool! Fool! Just call me a lightning rod waiting for a strike. Strike me down now, damn it, and get it over with. She bends her head towards the red cobbled road, dejected, perhaps wailing. She seems not to care about the vehicles traveling swiftly towards her on either side, horns honking loudly, tinged with rage and malice from their purest kind drivers. One man even sticks his head out, white hair flopping in the wind, a flag of dominance, and then he sticks out his arm and waves his middle finger and yells, Get out of the way, you yellow maggot! She pays him no attention, though and it's probably because she has been fully inoculated against generations of abuse from us. She feels nothing anymore, just a stiff, cold corpse lumbering through life purposelessly, except to serve us. She'll never have the chance to fulfill her own dreams, if she has any, never have the chance to be anything more than a maggot feeding off our discarded refuse. She doesn't even stop to check for the incoming train that would not cease, especially for a Schiller. She must be an idiot. Must be. I'm sure of it. 
Either that or she has a death wish. But who would care, anyway? Who would care if she is suddenly splattered all over the tracks, a leg there, a piece of liver here, her eyeless head, what's left of it, rolling down Main Street towards Prosperity Circle in the square? No one, at least none among us.